podcast. Um, it's your boy Anugo. Aslan the Building. And we are the Things Come Together podcast, the podcast where we, we bring things together. So, how you doing, my bro? Yes, man. I'm doing well. Blessed and highly favored, you know what I'm saying? Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, how's, your, wisdom. how's your mental health going? How's my mental health going? Damn, actually, there was some road show. You know what? Actually, I think in terms of metal, I think I'm, I think I'm in a bit of like, uh, I'm just going like free gear. Okay. I'm not like, I'm not the cause of achieving some mad greatness at the same time. You're like coasting. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just coasting and it stresses me out and sometimes I just don't care. So in this coasting, is this cruise control coasting? So you know like you've taken up, you've reached the altitude you want to be and you're just cruising? Or it's kind of like lack of control um control coasting, so like you're in free fall. Lack of control coasting. Of- free fall, definitely free fall. Yeah. But I, I think just everything contributes to it, like pandemic, working structure and Yeah. Just yeah. So how are you how are you dealing with it? What kind of things, practices are you using to help manage it? Shit man. <laughs> she Um I try to gravitate towards spirituality mm-hmm. at the moment. Um main spirituality. Spirituality. Yeah. I, I try to affirm or say words of affirmation more, and it doesn't really do all the trick, but it does work. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been a bit tough last couple of weeks. Um, it will have to be as a sign up again to the calm. Subscribe again for a year. Just did a couple of meditations. I need to get into proper habit of doing the voice. So I don't know. It's so it's so I don't want to say where to do voice, just probably out of habit for me to do now. But yeah, last couple of weeks just why? been well meditation. Yeah, why why is it out of habit? Because I'm not used to doing it, so I'm just saying it's like I'm trying to get into it, okay. but it's hard to get into it because I've not I'm not used to doing it, so that's just something I'm struggling trying to get into the habit. Because the habit, obviously, if I can do it, you say if you do it 21 days, you form a habit. So hopefully, if I can do it 24, 21 days, then I'll get a habit of it. But it's definitely something I want to get a habit of. It's just, um, however, it's um, not really. However, I'm not. I've seen the importance of it because last couple of weeks, my mental health has just been. Um, not been bad, but it's kind of been clouded. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Based on uh, work, personal life, or? work, personal life, just the way things are going. Um, it feels like um, um, it feels like I've let I've lost. Uh, not really. Um, yes, I've lost a bit of spark to me. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. A, a bit of fire under my belly, a bit of like ignition. So yeah, yeah that's kind of yes, yeah, so it just made things cloudy. Like there wasn't that 
you know, kind of when you have that clear, yeah. dry, like clear focus, like, okay, that's what I'm going for. You're going moves to do it. But when it becomes cloudy, you kind of lose your, your drive and your focus. So yeah, it's just been kind of like that for me, but um, hopefully I'm trying to, um, we're getting that, yeah. Like, I, fam, I feel that, like, my, yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Then, hey, man, last us, good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we've got some interesting conversations to have today. Um, the first one is, yeah. First one is on parenting, so. Um, the kind of the the topic is how would our our open mindedness so as a generation like our generation mm-hmm. how would our level of open mindedness compared to our parents' generation like how how is that going to shape our kids like how do you think what how do you think our kids would be I think um, when it comes to like. First of all, I think, personally, I think our generation are very fortunate and obviously because of how everything goes, I'm sure kids will experience a better childhood than us. Yeah. But in present, we are very lucky to really experience the kind of childhood we went through because we are able to like understand like the, the older like generation. At the same time, like understanding our new world at the same time. So technology and lack of technology, right? And that effect on us, I feel like has given us like a very unique like um strength in terms of so compared to like street smart, it's not everybody that has the ability to be street smart. You can be intellectually smart or I don't know, you can have that basically use your network, but you're not necessarily Smith Smart. Smith Smart is like the whole package, and I feel like that's what our generation has. So, um, in terms of like, um, in terms of how our kids will be, I think our kids will be very like, they'll be more open-minded, and they will live in a more human world. I feel like that we always. Um, that we've always imagined. Mm-hmm. So, like, think about it, like, the idea of having, like, 10 wives, I don't feel like it's be wild in my kids' in our kids generation. That would just be like, oh, how do you guys not think about that? And the way it's like, I feel like they will gravitate towards a more liberal way of living mm-hmm. than a conservative way. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for them, it's, I feel like it's just going to be more, like, um, free-spirited, and surprisingly, I think being um, con- conservative in their own generation will be the cool thing. Mm. Just the way we like we see this now, it's like ah, yeah. that's the norm. I understand why it's there, but, but like the the, the the shorty in the hijab will be so sexy. Guys, yeah, should be the models. That's the models look you like hijab and shit. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so it's like that's I, I feel like. That's what's gonna be in our kids' generation. So we're gonna we're gonna overcompensate and swing it to the other side. Then I think so. Fair enough. Fair and enough. that's where I think our flaw 
our floor comes from. Yeah. And so based on that, I feel like, which is why I kind of focused on when you said us being lucky um, to be brought up. Because I don't see it as luck. I just see it as more circumstance. Because I, I, I believe that our parents' generation also thought that, damn, I was lucky to have grown up in this generation. We figured things out that our parents kind of did not figure out and will influence our kids this way. And obviously to see how it's kind of overcompensated and shaped the way we are now. And then we also believe that, that we figured out um, and we're not going to overcompensate and then shape our kids to probably even swing the other way and adopt a whole different mindset that we were hoping to impact on them. So I feel like we, in a way, right, so I'm not really lucky because I don't think a lot of us have actually learned anything. Learned, no, not learned anything, but learned the fundamental thing of what is to be a parent and it's the fact that you're most probably going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. So the avenue of you getting it wrong should be the fact that should should kind of be the lesson to your kid the fact that whatever you're, imp- you're teaching them is just an aspect of life that you from your experience have found to work yeah and it's an experience they can draw from but it's probably not good with the experience they need and if if you impacted that from them young then they will not have a need to overcompensate and yeah. feel they need to be too liberal or too conservative because they obviously understand yeah. everything i'm learning is just a tool to help me be the best version of me and if yeah. if today i need to be conservative to be this i'll do that if tomorrow I need to be liberal to be this i'll do that and that's kind of like the lesson we should be impacting on them but I feel like it's a lesson even our generation have also not learned as well. Mm. And why, why do you think we've not learned, we've not learned the lesson? Because I feel like, um, I feel like in a way we, we still have the same way of looking at the problem like, the, like our, our parents did, right? Okay. In the sense that... Um, we are sentimental to the um, re- connection that we have with this other human being. We are either too sentimental or too desensitized to it, in the sense that we feel the same way our parents probably saw us, right, and saw us like, okay, this is a part of me, This is a, I brought this child into the world, this is a part of me, I need to control how the outcome is for yeah. this child, right? And obviously with that drive or sentiment towards the day of our compensate, I feel like our generation, we also try and see our kids like that. Oh, my kid is perfect. You see all these parents trying to post everyday pictures of their kids, doing yeah. shit. Like, my kid is... Listen, your kid is normal. Your kid is very average, right? But that's just... <laughs> in your mind, you're convinced yourself that it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's... Your kid is the best kid in the world and blah, blah, blah. And then you then overcompensate trying to impact them with that lesson that you've learned. But if you just see your child as... But clearly, self self-empowerment is something that has been missing like clearly for like especially from my parents generation right i don't think self-empowerment is something they master especially from my african context like everything you did in your family was to make them proud not for not necessarily for yourself and if you grew up in a, host, in a household where, like, they're always telling you, yeah, you're intelligent, you're beautiful, you're handsome, boom, boom, boom. Like, there's a way you see yourself in the world that will have, much, like, a much more greater impact 
in a, like an environment you, like you find yourself in. And I think that's where that's coming from. Yeah. However, I do agree with you. Like by doing that, we might still end up like overcompensating. And because we'll create problem. entitled kids, right? Yes. We'll create little Johnny yep. who is entitled and thinks he deserves everything in life. And then he runs into a motherfucker who is more entitled than him, who yep. says, yo, there's levels to this shit. And right. then that fucks him up mentally. Right, and he can say, "Oh, what the fuck have I did? Who am I?" It fucks up his co- his personality complex, and then leads him to overcompensate with his kids and probably like, "Okay, I need to probably establish control of my kids." Blah blah blah. And so I feel like, regardless of the the lack of self empowerment, was the struggle for our parents. Yeah, the fact that they were still focusing on rectifying the issue from their perspective like their selfishness that oh i have to fix this generation this issue in the next generation for my own selfish interest because i want to relieve that experience of what should have been perfect to go through that through my kids yeah. from a selfish you then overcompensate because they're trying to shape or control that outcome but if you accept okay this is something that happens to me that i have to deal for deal with for me and this other person comes and that's going to go into their own journey and that journey is <coughs> like I'm invested in it. I'm invested in that journey, but it's not a it's not a critical journey for me. If I keep saying this, if my child ends up um doing anything people consider um deployable in society, my child ends up being a criminal, ends up being this, ends up being that and people are like, oh, he's bringing shame to his family. He's not bringing shame to me, man. <laughs> That's his problem. He's dealing with the state. The state has locked him up. Good. Locking that nigga up. That has nothing to do with me. My Because my journey was to make myself a better person. And being a better person is out. Make sure I was trying to be the best version of myself and share my experiences yeah. of how to be the best version of myself to other people for them to learn from not for them to emulate because my journey is for me to be the best version of me so you can never emulate my journey because it will not work for you you're just supposed to infer and learn from it so that's how i just tell my kids like whatever i'm telling you now is things i'm 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 using for my journey that you can learn from but it's not things i'm giving you to use for your journey because it will not help you your journey is unique you need to figure out your journey and if we began to see it from that then at some point we'll solve that problem but if we keep saying it as this issue happened with our parents and then they overcome to, to give us this and then we realize something is missing and we overcome it. We'll keep doing that cycle and we'll never ever fully get that healthy society that we keep in our heads thinking we're going to create in the next generation but we never do. But the thing is, like, <clears throat> I hear what you're saying and I think, to be honest, like, I really agree with what you're saying and for me, my mode of parenting would be just exactly the way you described. But the thing is, like, we live in a society where, like, even some of our generation, they enjoy the ways, our, like, our parents raised them. <laughs> no, but it's true. No, that's true. That's like, they're true. actually really proud of that. <laughs> so happy, so yeah. it's like, yeah. by being proud of that again, as much as we want to do this, we run the risk of still doing the exact same thing in a very different way. Mm. And I think, like, yeah, um, instead of us to allow our kids like free thinking, I think it would be impossible because that tradition of always wanting your kids to carry a tradition is always something I feel like will exist in the human like in the human race. 
It's culture at the end of the day. Yeah. Culture shapes everything we do. Yeah. And, you know, if you raise your kid, you always want to give them an identity. And that's yeah. what, that's what happens. But I feel, I feel legacy is, is best propagated through inspiration rather than doctrine or dogma. Mm-hmm. I mean, so if you want to propagate your legacy, if you want to, whatever you're, you believe in to kind of last through the ages or like, be spread down like rich many people or survive even after they die for a long time right I feel like it's longer it lasts longer if that legacy is is derived from an inspirational point of view like you inspire people to adopt that legacy rather than dogma or doctrine like you're forcing people to do it because anything you force people to do it at some point they'll rebel and break off mm. like we find out that things that have lasted the most longest ideas and beliefs that we have it's not ideas that were forced upon us but it was ideas that we looked for ourselves and like oh i like this idea and i want to emulate it mm. right and that's how you propagate your legacy the longest so if we have that fundamental drive, like you said, to always want to propagate our legacy, always want to um, self-preserve in, in an extended form that our yeah. kids become like us in some way, for me, the best way to do that is to actually inspire the kid rather than control the kid or tell the mm-hmm. kid or, or push the kid down this lane because that would only last for next time. But the inspiration of the child... You're not really pushing it, but yeah. child's like, damn, I really want to be like that. Like, that one last, regardless of what you do, like the child will always write for you yeah. because you're as a sparking something from inside him rather than pushing something from external yeah. to him. So I feel like that's how, even if, yes, fundamentally we all have that driver, and I do want my kids to be like me in some way, but I feel like the best way to go about that is inspiration rather than trying to see how we can control them or, or yeah, manipulate, not only manipulate, but. And force, yeah, and force their mindset into that. Oh. But you know, <clears throat> the, in, the, in the African setting as well, like that element of respect, mm. and that respect has a very fine, like a very grey margin, rather, sorry. Yeah. And that grey margin means, like, I don't know, um, I mean, don't question my authority. And by, and by saying that, you're losing the ability to understand the situation. And by not understanding the situation, there's no how you can, there's no way I can treat it in a very effective manner. You understand? And I feel like that's where the disconnect comes from. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's just one of those things. Yeah. No, no, no. Facts, facts, facts. Hopefully we do have more of these conversations and hopefully we do have more of these conversations yeah, with sure. our parents' generation. But not from a, a point of criticism or you did this over... And empathy of I forgive you anything. Just I just want to understand what your mindset was because probably that can help me find a new way of looking at my own context and how I can better myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um cool. Next conversation. (laughs) This is for all 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 my lovely ladies out there. For this segment. (laughs) Um Everything said is for the point of it's for fictional purposes. All <laughs> <laughs> fictional characters and it's all for entertainment. It's all, it's all, all for the purpose of entertainment. This is not based on real events. Okay, okay, okay. So next question is around the legalization 
and destigmatization of prostitution, right? So the context around this is um, not using the word drive, right? But men clearly have a higher uh, affinity for sexual encounters that women do. Like men are much more eager for sexual yeah. encounters than women do, right? Mm. So, um, however, women tend to either, uh, due to social stigma about having huge social encounters, or to their own personal um, emotional reaction that they have to sex, and which maybe they have sex with someone and become overly attached, right? Yeah. They are much more guarded on having those sexual encounters. Even if they might have the same drive, but they, they want to preserve themselves in order to make sure that they are having those sexual encounters with someone who is the right person for them, right? Yeah. So because of that, they are more conservative or restrained in those sexual encounters, but men are still... Um, eager for those sexual encounters, and when you're having the um, dating and relationship, you're having people um, trying to um, engage and build up a social relationship. At those early stages, you're obviously having a conflict of two interests, right? Where you have the guy who's obviously trying to um, go for the sexual encounter or engage in the sexual encounter, but a woman who's been more conservative and restrained and, and like. Yeah, she's been more restrained about that sexual encounter. And that usually kind of leads the relationship to break down because either the guy will feel, damn, I really like this girl, but she's really not doing this thing really I want to do, which I believe most guys have been through that. <laughs> and then they're considering backing out the relationship. <laughs> no names. <laughs> no names. No names mentioned. <laughs> However, there are some women as well that feel, oh, this guy just wants me for sex or he's really too much as a sex but I'm gonna get into them and boom 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 and that kind of breaks down the relationship. So my hypothesis I'm not saying people cannot find other ways to um overcome this social challenge. However, my stipulation is what if we legalize and destigmatize destigmatize prostitution to the sense that now men feel comfortable like yo if I just want to have sex, I can just go have sex, hide, um, have sex, clear off my my insides, feel fine, feel refreshed, and then I'm uh, benefit from PNC, post clarity. And I'm able to deal with this girl from a very clear head. I'm not being clouded by my own very nice sex. Because if I want sex, I can only get sex. So I'm really, really interested in her as a person, and I'm willing to engage with her. And I can go to her pace on, on that sexual concept because she's trying to not, obviously do that at first before she gets to know me and gets comfortable with me. So but I'm very appreciative that we can actually build this positive, sustainable relationship because that fundamental conflict of the sex discussion has been handled by the fact that I'm able to, if you want to knock one out, I can go and knock one out. That's the kind of societal impact of it. The legal impact of it is that now it becomes safer, becomes cleaner. You reduce the impact of violent pimps and people that control this um, sex industry and, and and women in the sex industry, you reduce the chances of STDs being formed because obviously you have regulations on the practices and the health status of the women. So that's the legal benefit of it. So I'm just stipulating that out there intent to the world. Like, what do we think about us as a society adopting that um, philosophy or practice? Hello. <laughs> no. Um. In terms of 
my thing is if I don't I don't think I don't dare if it, I don't think sex is the only reason why men aren't like completely faithful to their wife. <laughs> right? I, I don't think I don't think that's the case. Because like, yeah, okay, cool. You can make the argument that like saying, oh, prostitution would legal. If you want to have sex, you can want to have sex. So they can go and listen to this girl, quote-unquote. <laughs> Which sounds nice and thing, but sometimes it's very easy for sex to become an addiction. And if you, if you deny that, you're just lying. You're just, try, you're just trying to deny the fact that you might now start having sex for the wrong reasons. Mm. And that's actually, like, yeah. being seen against yourself yeah. in a way. Because, I mean, as you know me, I'm, all, I'm always big up on intentionality, right? If you're in a space and want to achieve something, you have to be intentional about it. I always preach that. I always say that. And as in my human form, I always try to practice what I preach as yeah. much as I can. So it's like, if you see yourself as a family man, right? Yeah. The idea of sex, clouding your judgment in order for you to be able to listen to this person, you should be able to overcome that. Just the way, like, if you need cigarettes to clear your stress. But in the long run, you know, yo, cigarettes are not good for me. And, I, like, and... Because you know cigarettes are not good for you, you challenge yourself to quit smoking cigarettes in order for you to be, to be able to deal with stress with clear head. Yeah. So you can see a different perspective. Yeah. And I think you can do that like that. Now, it's a very different, it's a very different case if you want to, um, have different wives. If you have different wives, that's very different morality, like attached to that particular situation. Yeah. However, because of, most of us, in terms of having like one wife and all of that kind of stuff, why don't you be intentional about it? Mm. Just be intentional. Like, the way you're willing to get double-handed, glug, glug, 360. Super combo. 360, super combo. Brutality, fatality. Nigga, you can do that with your, with your partner, man. Yeah. It's just like you can create that excitement if you're really willing to. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like if you're willing to do anything, you put in the effort. And your relationship is not any different. It's all yeah. about the effort. If you want to pass your exams, you study your you study hard. If you yeah. want to get a job, you apply for jobs. Like you you you, you actually put effort. Yeah. So it's the same thing. So come from. I feel like there's two aspects to this conversation. So I feel like there's two um there's two aspects to this conversation, right? Mm. So the first is dealing with um people that are in new relationships, right? Yeah. That doing still in the talking stage. So on one aspect, I feel like this policy, the legalization and the stigmatization of post, of yeah, of prostitution, right, would help people in that scenario because the guy is able to, I mean, he's not coming there clouded by the desire of he's trying to make a sexual um, accomplishment with this woman, right? Because he can easily go and get sex if he wants. Like, this is not coming to this relationship with this woman for a sexual 
um, desire. He's fully coming there for her, for his interest in her as a person, right? So that's kind of one of the that's one of the aspects I feel like that this philosophy will be beneficial. Okay. Or the second aspect, the second aspect is for people in relationships and in other commitments. Obviously, having this system where outside sex, like um, prostitution and going out of, it's clearly legal. Might not be ethical in that situation, but there's nothing wrong with it. You can go and do it, right? Um, and because it's so it's so widespread, obviously it's the same way, right? Because sugar is legal, there's obviously more people consuming sugar. So because that thing is legal, there'll obviously be easier access, and you have a lot of more people stepping out of their relationships to go have a sexual encounter. So I feel on one hand, yes, I do agree that that would make the situation more um, like it. It will probably facilitate more people stepping out of their relationships to go and encounter this stuff, which will probably create problems in their relationship, right? Um, but I feel like that responsibility comes down to you, right? If you have, if you have alcohol legal in society, but your workplace says alcohol is illegal, not alcohol is illegal, you're not allowed to drink at work. It's up to you to, if you want to drink a word. You can't say because alcohol is legal and it's marketed and it's branded that that's why you decided to go and drink a word. Your personal responsibility for that trade. So I feel like the personal responsibility should still come to those people in those relationships. If your current understanding is, yes, we're in this relationship, all the things around, but I want us to be sexually faithful to each other. If you just decide to step away from that, that's between yourself and like you and your partner for you guys to deal with. Mm-hmm. But also, on the other hand, another avenue of benefit is... Now you have this avenue of safe sexual encounters, you can safe sexual experiences you can actually have with your partner. Like if you and your partner are no judgment, because obviously there's no judgment, but you guys are sexually ex, um, adventurous, and so you guys both want to beat yourselves, even without yourself, that's the desire you guys want. This is also an avenue for where it's now safe, where you can have it's like an assortment. You know what you want, you can go and. It's like a Netflix for how Netflix consider all the movies. Now you have all this, you have this industry, all these things consolidated. Anything you think of or you want to do, there's a safe way that you and your partner can go and experience it, which will be something that will be very much stimulating and beneficial to your relationship. So I'm just trying to pose the, <laughs> I'm just trying to pose the, the yeah. positives. Oh <laughs> I'm just, I'm just floating the idea out there, man. Just, just trying to see what we think, man. Fucking up. I mean, to be honest, though, I see what you're saying. Like, in terms of like the, in terms of, as in. What was what was the point? What was the point of this one? The one I just made now. Yeah. The last one. The last one is around um, having safe sexual experiences with your partner. Yeah, like I see what you're saying with the safe sexual encounters because at this point, like, there's a lot of like problems where like she leads to like greater consequences where like you go and give your partner like a yeah and that kind of shit. And now it's like okay, can reduce that risk and at the same time too. 
I don't feel like if you tell your wife, oh, I cheat, everyone prostitute, she would be. Yeah, it's like going but to a strip know, club. Yeah. No one really judges because yeah. you know that's no more culture. But it's, back then, that was probably cheating. In our parents' generation, what? You're in a strip club? When our generation, that's not really cheating. That's yeah. just. Exactly. Because it's, it's legal, it's regular, it's, it's destigmatized, it's regulated no, and shit. Then, yeah. But, but, then. Don't you think that's gonna promote insecurity it's among them? Okay, because explain. now from the from the angle I'm coming from, right? If you have quote unquote women who are fuckable and women who are um meant to be married or wifey, yeah, there's gonna be a conflict of interest where women will start feeling like they're objects. Society, we already have feminism already. I feel like most things to do with feminism is really just nature and biology mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. really not figured out, and mm-hmm. we already to have that conversation. So I feel like if you have this, if you have this as an additional um, standard in society, that can spark a whole new different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, that's true. And I feel like in the female like gender is just gonna be like another like why do we have to do with this why can't you guys do it? because think about it right everything we we like in every situation of this kind of stuff we're talking about yeah we always want women to compensate yeah but men are never willing to compensate compromise yeah yeah, as in yeah. okay, compromise. Yeah. yeah, you're not sorry. You're not. We're not, we're not willing to compromise. Mm. And it's like, would you rather? Would you rather have a wife with two husbands? Me yeah. personally, no. <laughs> no, but that's. No, I'm no, not. No, no, I'm, no, not no, I'm not making. I'm not forcing to make that decision. No, no, but that's fine. But say the roles were reversed to right, mm. where um. Women had had success. just exactly the way you are. Right yeah, now. women had like you are changed. Nothing has changed. Yeah, but it just comes out of, like your your um, females have test- testosterone. Yeah, and they have a sex drive. Yeah, would you be okay if your woman is fucking some niggas like in the bottles like every day or no? At least once or twice. A I, week? I I. I personally, you said I'm still the same person as Chibs. Like right now. Yes. Yeah, so I personally as Chibs, obviously I'm insecure about that. So I personally as Chibs, I'm not cool with that. However, I'm pers- I personally as Chibs, I'm objective to the fact that if society was like that in that context, I would obviously understand why society would probably want to have a legal and destigmatized prostitution industry for women if women had the higher sex sex drive because that was probably maybe on one hand yes i'm insecure about it but i'll probably also be insecure if the women were always coming to me just trying to have sex i'll probably like yo talk to me try and get to them as this stuff so now having this industry where they could go and fulfill that where i know nigga if you're coming to talk to me for sex what are you doing as in, if sex is video, you might go have sex. Come and talk to me for real shit. Like, come and talk to me for this stuff. And for the women that, um, um, for the, I think you made a point about feminism. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for like, they might fight against that kind of. Yeah, and, and that's, that's completely fair, right? But the, the point is, because it's legal and dis- 
stigmatized now. You're not you're you're allowing an industry where the women can imp- exploit themselves because the point is someone is going to exploit someone, right? But now you're giving an avenue where is the women exploiting themselves? The same way where you have like strippers, the pop because of strippers industry or things beautiful OnlyFans, right? OnlyFans when it first came out, I was like this shit is going to change the online porn industry because it gave the porn actresses who are mostly female an opportunity to exploit themselves yes it's still the same content that's going out but now it's not porn hub and all these men or people that are big in the industry female or this that owning the content or regulating how it's filmed calling people to come and do this choosing the actors where the women don't have a say now it's all down to her she's the one choosing all those kind of things so yes you might still disagree with the final content of why the naked women online but at least is the power is now on the women's hand to to put that out there. So the legalization and discrimination of prostitution, prostitution will still exist. You as a feminist will probably still have an issue with it, and that's perfectly fine. But at least you can understand that now it's the women that are doing it to themselves. So yes, you may disagree with the final outcome, but at least it's not another man or so, or or a system or a society that is exploiting them in that in that sense. So that's how I feel like the feminist should look at it. In my opinion, nah, uh, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I think that I think that makes a business Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I don't know, just just putting it out there, just trying to trying to trying to trying to trying to better the world one mind at a time. I don't know, know what goes in. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm vile. I'm genuinely trying to. Because I feel like that's actually our purpose on earth. Our purpose okay. is to actually create heaven. And creating heaven is trying to create what is actually, what do we actually want to gain from this, from this society and from our life? And how do we shape that? And that, that would always be a constant drive because you always keep improving because you have new minds, new consciousness coming into thoughts yeah. and we'll keep having new perspective on aims to reshape society. But that's from an to drive of what we do. How this current situation I've met, how can I create a, a situation a situation that is better for the utilitarian, like the most people and everybody can live in as close to heaven as possible? And that's just why I just kind of, like, the reason I came up with, or I'm thinking about that is there's clearly an issue here which, which we have in a relationship. And what are the solutions? Rather than coming, ah, oh, men always cheat, ah, oh, women always do this, ah, oh, women say, what? What solution can we do? Let's legalize this. Yo, let's do this. Let's do this. That's how I feel our minds should be going to in terms of this conversation. And the way, actually, I think, like, it's almost easier for people to focus on the problem because there's just a lot of talking points. Yeah. Lack of creativity of people, yeah. of the ability not to come up with a solution yeah. makes them more violent of like talking about like potential things of what to do. Yeah. So even in the context of nights, for example, yeah. I can have like a five hour conversation of one night is bad. <laughs> yeah. But then if I want to start having a conversation of what I can do in Nigeria. Yeah, it was uh forget about Nigeria, man. Guy, ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I totally get done. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's been a, it's been a good one. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's been a good one. Right. So, uh, remember to uh, follow us on our social media. Um, at things come together on IG and come together on our YouTube channel. Things come together. Yes, like, subscribe, and uh, share your thoughts with with us. If you liked what we said, dislike what we said, indifference what we said. 
just uh, let us know what you think and let's keep the conversation going. Yep. At the end of the day, I'd like to cut, I'd like to end the episode. Watch your hell back and see me. Nigga, we have GPS. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? Yeah, I, you can see more than I can see. Nigga, I would know how to work that GPS better than you, man. I'm the one teaching you. What the fuck do you mean? I saw, whatever you think you saw, I saw it. <laughs> Come on, man. Fuck off with that analogy, man. We have satellites, man. What the fuck, we man? As if we have drones. We have everything. What? We can see everything. Come on. We can see everything. But yeah. yeah.